0: Who are uh there in the sanctuary with us so again we're glad to be here tonight and i want to take a moment just to let me pray let me open up in prayer so i can really just kind of settle myself down so let's let's pray for a moment father god tonight we give you thanksgiving and praise We honor you and we glorify you. We take the time now to really praise and exalt your name. Come on, wherever you are, lift your hands with me right now. Just praise him. Father, we praise you. We adore you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We declare you are God. You are Lord. You are king. You reign now and you reign forever over the universe, God. You are the only living God beside you. There is no other God. You reign. You sit high, oh God. You reign over the whole universe. You're the king of all the earth. You're the Lord of our lives. Lives. And tonight we worship you. We worship you. We magnify you, God. We lift your name up above all names, God. And thank you that you're, you've, you've exalted your word even above your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Your word is precious. Your word is life to us. Your word is health to all of our flesh. Your word is tried. It's true. It's pure. It's proven. It's settled in heaven, oh God. Thank you that your word is alive. Hallelujah. It's sharpened into its sword. Thank you, Lord. Your word is powerful, oh God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the richness of your word, that the hearing of your word brings faith into our hearts. Hallelujah. And God, we know what we need right now, Lord, is faith. We need, a Lord, a mighty injection of faith, oh God, for we walk by faith and not by sight. The just we live by faith. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So God, tonight thank you for the faith that will rise up in our hearts. So, Thank you, Lord, that faith will rise in our hearts. That our faith will not fail. Our faith will not, will not stall. Our faith will not diminish, oh God. Our faith will grow and grow and grow and grow until we overcome everything in this world. Everything in this world system. Every work of the devil. Every work of darkness, God. Thank you, Lord that we live and abide in victory tonight we claim victory we claim victory the devil might as well go ahead and concede this battle we claim the victory right now in the name of jesus the devil is a liar jesus christ is the messiah he reigns forever and we reign with jesus tonight you said in your word father that if we've received an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, you said we reign in life as kings. So we declare tonight we are kings. We reign this life. God, thank you for this time together with your people. And I pray, Father, that in this time, you'd simply have your way. You'd have your way. We pray for those at home right now who are sick in their bodies. We declare right now strength to their bodies. We declare healing for their bodies right now. Satan is a liar. Get your hands off God's people. In the name of Jesus, we curse every symptom and we curse every cause of every system, of every symptom, whether it's coronavirus or bronchitis or a flu or pneumonia or whatever it may be. We curse it now in the name of Jesus, and I speak total healing, total victory for these, your precious people. Tonight, Father, move and reign in this time. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen Amen. and amen. Come on, give God a praise right there where you are, in your homes, in your cars, wherever you're watching us from. Just give God a big praise right now. Hallelujah. Well, this is the day the Lord has made. And I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Let me tell you something. I, I, all day I didn't feel like rejoicing. No. I can tell you this has been a very, very challenging day for me. And as a believer, I know I'm not exempt from these challenges. I'm not exempt from these tests, from these uh, circumstances. And uh, I can tell you. It's only the joy of the Lord and the the friendly reminders from the Holy Ghost that gets me through these times. Uh, I'm mad, uh, a little frustrated because the devil has been attacking uh, all the sheep that God's assigned uh, in the flock that I oversee. And um, he's a crook and he's a thief. He's He's a liar. He's a robber. Um, he's a murderer from the beginning, but he's a defeated foe. He's defeated. I said, he's a defeated foe. And so no matter what he's playing, no matter what he's schemed, the Bible says that we have the shield of faith so that we can quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. We can quench all the wiles of the devil, whatever the devil's bringing, whatever schemes he's bringing, we can put a stop to him. And he's a schemer. He's a trickster. But we have the wisdom of God tonight. Yes, I said, we have the wisdom of God. Yes, and so, uh, as you know, obviously we're not in the sanctuary tonight. And I uh, just want to give you a quick explanation. We, we canceled service at the last moment because we've had uh, far too many of our people uh, who have come down with sicknesses and far too many who have been in the sanctuary with others and sort of risked other people's uh, health. And um, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. We we continue to ask. And listen, we're not going to be out indefinitely. I I don't, I don't think we're going to be out more than five, six days Um, because we've got to get together. We've got to meet together more. In fact, I have every intention on next week of hosting That healing school we just put out the announcement for next Thursday and Friday Uh, that's August I believe the 5th and the 6th I believe that is y'all correct me if I'm wrong 6th and 7th next Friday next Thursday and Friday we're hosting a a healing school it's it's you'll learn if you you need to be there and learn how to receive a healing you'll get that part of it but even more so we're gonna teach you how to minister healing so we've got to get that out there we've got to get everybody operating and functioning in their gifts in the gifts of the Spirit in healing In healing ministry And so um, we have every intention on being there back uh, By then um, But we, we got to make sure we, we get some little We're going to make a few changes on how we operate We may change our service time uh, We may change how we structure everything uh, But we simply cannot not meet You hear me? We cannot not meet when the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 or 10 rather to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as a matter of some is the Holy Ghost didn't leave a clause in there about COVID-19. No, he just said all the more as you see the days approaching. So that meant the Holy Ghost knew about the last days because the day approaching is for the last days. And he knew what Jesus had said that there'll be pestilences in the last days. So he wasn't caught off guard by, pestilences, such as COVID-19. So he already understands. He already expects us to fully operate and continue to keep his word, which says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some is. But we need to gather all the more as we see the day approaching. And the day is approaching, Mm -hmm. okay? But before that day approaches, God has to raise up the body of Christ. We've got to become that glorious church that God has called us to be. and you're part of it. You're part of the leading edge church. And uh, Apostle Durban, when he was here back on the 12th of uh, this month of July, he said that it's time for the leading edge church to start leading. That's right. And so we can't lead in a cave, we can't leave hidden in the closet somewhere. We've got to lead out front. And so we're taking authority. Our prayer time this morning, our corporate prayer time this morning, we took authority over all that sickness and disease. And so all of you all who've been diagnosed, you've been test, you've tested positive and so forth, don't you worry, don't you don't let worry. fear right. creep in there and snatch your victory, okay? God has assured you the victory. We are the healed, we are the healed. Jesus Christ already took all that stuff. Some of you, some of you didn't really get sick sick until you found out you test the positive. Mm. Mm. Hey, well, what, what happened? Fear got in there. Yeah. Fear got in there. You hear positive coronavirus in your mind are all the images of all these body bags everywhere and you start worrying. You can't do that. No. You can't I'm do that. Come on. You can't do that. You've got to keep your eyes focused on the prize. You're not going to die. Your your pastor ain't gonna let you die. Pastor Kim, we're not gonna let you die. Ain't nobody dying on this watch. We're not yeah. not gonna let it happen. Okay, okay. So you're gonna you're gonna live and not die. You're gonna declare the works of the Lord. We've got work to do, and uh, you're you're part of that work. Now listen, I want to teach this lesson tonight. Teach it, please. I had a message prepared already. Message was all printed out before we canceled the service. So I'm gonna teach it. Before we get into that. I want to give you a chance to give. I want to give you a chance to give. I know you're at home. Thank God for electronic giving. We've been doing that for a while. Here's the great time. You can give on our website. If, you're, if you go to our website, exceedinggrace.cc backslash give, or giving rather, and you can give that way. You can also send us a text. Uh, you can text to give at 727-800-4252. That's 727 727- 800 4252. You send a text to that number and uh, how much you want to give or whatever you want to do, and it'll send you an alert back, send you something back, and you, it'll help you complete that transaction right there so you'll be able to give. Um, of course, you can always mail it to our PO Box 12326 St. Petersburg, Florida 33733. It's been that number for about 20, 21 years. So PO Box 12326 33733. You can give, um, that way. Also, if you're a member and you're in our group, me, there's a, we sent out a group me link, uh, for you to check in. We want to know who's watching, who's all at home. We're making you check in. Okay. Cause I don't want you. We're up here teaching and you're sitting up at home eating bonbons in your little fuzzy slippers and you're watching Netflix and you're out there dying. You don't have time to sleep. Come on, sir. You're at war. We're in war. You're at war. Mm-hmm. You know you can sleep in heaven. You don't, you're not ready to go there yet. No. So you don't have time to sleep. Well, I don't feel good. Let the weak say I'm strong. Hey, my God. Stand on your feet. Go outside. Sit outside in the sun. Get some vitamin D. That's right. And let let the let the fresh air. That's right. And the warmness of the sun that God gave us. To help strengthen our bodies let it shine on you you cannot afford to sit back in this fight and wait it out you can't wait it out you can't wait it out see we're fighting a real enemy we've got a real enemy against us we got to fight the good fight of faith and you fight the good fight of faith by getting into your word by praying fervently the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much Get in your word. The word is health and medicine in all your flesh. Okay. Praise God. Praise him. Pray, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I don't feel strong. You better get in there and figure out how to praise the Lord. Joy the, Lord. the joy of the Lord is your strength. The more I praise and the better I feel. The more I praise, him, the better I feel. Yes. Glory to God. Now Pastor Kim are doing everything we can to help you. Right. We are releasing our faith every day, all day. Every day, all day. Hallelujah. But you got to do some work too. You can't chill. No time to chill. No time. You gotta you gotta be fighting. Fight back because we need you back on the on the front lines. That's right. All right. So again, give. Now listen, while you're giving and give you a chance to give right now, again, 727 800 4252 is our text to give option. You can also go on our website and uh, give exceeding backslash giving. And you can give that way. And uh We've got a plethora of ways to give. Just take care of it. While you're doing that, if you're at home and you are in a battle, pride goes before destruction. So don't be too proud to pick up that phone and call our prayer line. We have a prayer line that we've put in place right at the beginning of this whole coronavirus uh, breakout here a few months ago. And that number is 727-893-8888. It's not hard to remember 727-893-8888. We have prayer counselors that are standing by right now. They will pray for you. They will pray with you. They will pray the prayer of agreement. I don't need you. Don't ask them to agree with you for, for a negative test. Ask them to agree with you to be healed. Hey. Ask them to agree with you for the virtue that flows from Jesus Christ to flow down upon your body right where you are. Ask them to agree with you that you recover and that you recover all. That everything the devil has even stolen, your time, your sleep, your comfort. That you recover all and you make him pay. That's what I would do. I've always done that. Well, uh, well since I learned faith. <laughs> that when the devil attacks me, I, I clap back at him and I make him pay. That's right. I make him pay. Right. So make him pay. So call that prayer line, 727-893-8888, and one of our prayer counselors will will, uh, assist you. Uh, If you don't have the ability right now to make a call, you can also uh, email your prayer request, prayer at exceedinggrace.cc. That's prayer at exceedinggrace.cc. If you have our mobile app, there's a button on there for prayer requests on the mobile app. If you don't have that, go on our website, Click on the prayer button. You can go and get somebody to pray for you anytime. Okay? You're going to pray. So, everybody's giving. Everybody's giving. My kids, y'all giving out there? I'm talking about my natural kids. They, they are sitting around, everybody giving. Everybody texting and giving, giving online. Let me, make sure y'all give now. Skip church. Praise the Lord. I already the electronically. I told y'all that Sunday. Praise the Lord. I just can't give an offering envelope right now. All right, I want to pray over the offering. I want to pray over the offering. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you now that you are Jehovah Yireh. You are El Shaddai. You are the God who sees and provides, and you are the God who is more than enough. Hallelujah. You're Jehovah Rehoboth. You're the God who makes room for us. God, when we're in tight situations, you're the God who makes room for us. So I declare right now, as your people are giving electronically, that God, as those seeds are being sown, as those tithes are being presented to you, that, Father, you see the affection and the attention or the appreciation from every heart, that you know that your people honor you. You said, Father, if we honor you with our substance and the first fruits of all of our increase, you said our barns, our bank accounts will be filled with plenty and our wine presses will burst out with new wine. So I declare right now in every giver's life that they will experience plenty in their bonds, plenty in their bank accounts, Lord. so much so they got to open up multiple accounts, yes. accounts all over town, online accounts. Oh, God, thank you, Lord, investment accounts, oh, God, because they've got so many millions and millions and millions of dollars yes, Lord. that one account and one bank couldn't hold it. And I declare financial victory in the midst yes. of this famine. I declare financial victory that even when the government stops their aid, that even when when all the other money stops, when all the unemployment stops, when all the checks become scarce, thank you, Father, that we have a divine supply that will never, ever run out. out. God, if everybody on this planet became a billionaire overnight, it wouldn't bankrupt heaven. God, you've got so much. You've got treasures in heaven that we don't even know of. And you promise in your word that God... You will supply our needs according to your riches in glory. So I pray, Father, that everyone who partners, everyone who tithes, everyone who sows, everyone who gives offerings, that God, they be blessed. And I declare financial miracles are happening in our lives every day. You're raising us up to a superior financial position, oh God. Hallelujah. And God, we will never again be moved by the world. For they can only dream of what you have for us. So bless every gift and bless every gift for now we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen and amen. Praise God tonight. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. And let's spend the rest of our time hearing the word. Praise the Lord. We're going to go to Psalm number eight. Psalm number eight. Now, we don't have, you know, the screen behind us with all the, all the uh, verbiage on there, so you got to follow along in your Bibles. Hallelujah. I like the uh, paper Bible save people. Get a paper Bible out. Praise yeah, the Lord. Salvation. Digital salvation, I don't know, that don't cut it. This new digital high-tech salvation. When, when, when the going gets tough, man, that digital salvation, boy, it don't, it don't cut it. You need paper Bible save people. I heard that from Larry Reed. Paper Bible save. I shouldn't be taking much from Larry Reed, but it's funny. Paper Bible save. I like to hear those pages turning. Praise the Lord. You got it? So let's open to Psalm number eight, please. We've been talking about this from this series, What is Man? And so we're looking at, tonight we're talking about What is Man, part three. Psalm number eight, beginning at verse three, says, When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers the moon the stars and the stars which you have ordained what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him verse five for you have made him a little lower than the angels temporarily and you have crowned him with glory and honor you have made him to have verse six dominion over the works of your hands you have put all things under His feet father, thank you for the word. We receive it tonight with Thanksgiving. Thank you that the word goes forth unhindered unchecked by the outside force. Thank you even father that all the streaming and the technology that we're using tonight to get the word out. It goes off without a hitch, oh God. Nothing's stopping it Lord and the word is published throughout the world tonight. We pray in Jesus name. Amen. Amen and amen. All right. So what is man part three part three. Now I remind you again of the dream the Lord gave me here on June 30th. It was a Tuesday morning and um, he said to me in this dream the word of the Lord came to me. He said do not be moved by the world. They can only dream of what I have for you. And that started me talking on this message series on something big is coming. You must understand tonight ladies and gentlemen something big is coming. Wherever you are in your house tell your neighbor next to you something big is coming. If you're in the house by yourself, look in the mirror or look in your phone and tell the phone something big is coming coming. because the devil is really, 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 really trying to get us focused on what he's doing and distracted from what God is doing. God is doing something. All the chaos we see in the world from the pandemic to the pandemonium is all chaos and the devil is uh, he's trying to really get us out of whack, Mm -hmm. out of sorts, Mm -hmm. but something big is coming Mm -hmm. and you know, he knows it. He He doesn't know what it is, but he knows something big is happening. Mm -hmm. See, he knows his time is short. He knows he doesn't have long because before his jig is up. So we've got to make sure that we don't lose our focus, lose our attention on the things of God and stay focused on what God is doing. Now, I said this to you. And I want to make sure you remember this. God is ready to put you in charge. Listen to me of large money. Yes. Oh, can I get an yes. amen. amen. large money? I'm not talking about $1,200 from the government, no. $600 a week. That ain't large money. That's no money at all. You can spend $600 a week in, in two days. Yeah. I'm going to just tell you the truth. 600 a week wouldn't take care of my household. Um, I'm just going to tell you the truth. i got to believe in way more than that. Faithful, God. And God's been faithful to us. You, so when I say large, when I'm talking about large money, mm-hmm. Mackenzie uh, Bezos, that was her former name. She was married to Jeff Bezos. Mackenzie Scott, she just gave, in one fell swoop, $1.7 billion away. Buh. $1.7 billion away. In fact, four historically black colleges and universities just received a portion of that. Howard University got $40 million. Uh, I believe Tuskegee got, got some of that. Um, a couple of the schools got so Hampton got some of that money 40 million 30 million 20 million dollars wow. for the small ones You know and they're happy about that but that's, chump that's chump change Places like Harvard they get a billion dollars in 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 a in, a, in, a, in an endowment yeah. It's chump change God when he says large money God's talking about large money large. Well, you're gonna need a team of accountants Wow. <laughs> you ought to type that in I will have a team of accountants. If you're watching right now on YouTube, go into the chat and tap type in. I will have a team of accountants. Large money. Large money. He said not only large money, he said large territory. That's land. My God. That's a, a county. That's a place where you will be responsible for. Large territory. Job was the wealthiest man in us. He ran the whole county, ran the whole region. So large money, large territory. I also told you large work, and he's preparing you for major responsibility. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for major responsibility? Are you ready to manage things? Have you been faithful enough in the little things? Have you been faithful over a few things? If you've been faithful over a few things, God's ready to make you ruler over much over many things, large territory, large work, large money and major responsibility. Now, the thing about it is what I've been teaching on with this. What is man is that you must develop your capacity. You must, as the Bible says in Isaiah 54, enlarge the place of your tent. You got to lengthen your cords. You got to strengthen your stakes because you're going to expand on the left on the right. So before you can expand, you must enlarge. So before God can put, because God's not a waster. He's an investor. So he won't put large money, large territory, large work, and major responsibility in the hands of those who have not increased themselves, enlarged themselves enough to handle it. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm number four, God, uh, uh, the the psalmist says that God, you enlarged me in my distress. You enlarged me. So God is able to enlarge you and he wants to enlarge you and me so that we can handle the large he's giving to us. When the children of Israel were going into the promised land, uh, he told them the book of Deuteronomy, he said, I got to give it to you in Deuteronomy chapter 11, little by little. I can't give it all to you at one time because it would swallow you up. It would overwhelm you. So God knows how to give you and me little by little just enough that we prove ourselves on every level. Prove ourselves. That's why it's so important that you and I allow ourselves to be challenged. That you and I allow ourselves to be corrected. So many people will never rise to this level that god's talking about because they they shun they shirk away from challenges they shirk away from being corrected <laughs> if you can never be corrected you can never rise if you can never be challenged you can never rise the challenging and the correcting is all intended by god to enlarge you when i when i'm challenged when i'm corrected it stretches me Absolutely. My god. <laughs> Irretrievably stretches me. In other words, once I'm stretched, I can't go back to that original place, I, or at least I can't allow myself to go back to it. I won't let my mind be renewed backwards to something smaller. No. Now, let me tell you, this is a story, uh, not, not a story, but this is a, a truth, truthful thing. When my wife and I and our family first moved into the home we're living in, where we're sitting in now, it was far beyond our, um, what we thought we could handle. We were coming from a, you know, my wife and I first got married. We were living in a little 700 square foot house, you know, two bedrooms, one bath. It was cute, but it was tiny. And we enjoyed it, took care of it, managed it, and, and did the best we could, tried to improve it as much as we could. But then the Lord moved us into a larger home, and uh, it was about uh, 1,200 or so square feet, uh, something like that, and, you know, three bedrooms, uh, one bathroom, and, and uh, still, you know, it wasn't very nice. But we worked on, improved, and everything like that. When the time came, when the time came for us to move. We had to move into this house, and this house is much larger. Uh, in fact, uh, our pool, uh, covered pool, and, and lanai, our last house could fit into that area. Our, our back porch, our back lanai, our entire last house could fit into that little spot. I didn't think we could handle that, no. but God had to. Challenge us and, and stretch us now. Here's the thing. I also didn't think I could handle the what it cost to pay for it there is. And I couldn't but God could now once we did that we got through the first little lease period I said, all right, Lord, we did it. We did it. We proved our faith We can go back to something smaller now <laughs> God, you know what he said nothing Cuz he doesn't respond to stupid He doesn't respond to stupid I learned that from my, from my spiritual dad. God deliver not your answer stupid. And that was stupid because God doesn't take us from bigger to smaller. We go from faith to faith, from glory. Come on, say it with me at home. To glory. To glory. Come on. From, from strength. strength. Come on. To, to strength. strength. So you're going, you're going to go from one level to a higher level. And each level is at some point you have to get stretched so you can reach into the next level. So what God has to do before he can entrust us with large money. I said large money, large money, large money large. and large territory and large work and major responsibility. God. We got to be stretched. And one thing he has to do is stretches on the inside. See, and one of the things that the challenge that we face is we we many times allow what we see in the mirror to cap our capacity. Mm -hmm. Did you see that play on words to cap our capacity Mm -hmm. capacity? Every capacity, there's a cap on it. Cap is a root of capacity. Mm. So what you see, well, I'm, I'm uh, this race or this color, or I'm this gender, or I'm this. Uh, educational level or whatever, whatever, whatever you, 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 you have all these different things that, that the devil, you know, puts in our minds as flaws and whatever, whatever he does. And if you allow those things to cap you, you'll stay in a place of small capacity Mm -hmm. and you'll never be able to handle large money, large work. Large on, territory, right. major responsibility because you have small capacity. Ooh, woo. And my job Come with the on, help sir. of the Holy Ghost on, is to help increase your capacity, increase your capacity, enlarge you, stretch you so much beyond what you thought you could be, beyond what you thought you could do. That's why we challenge you so tough. We don't challenge you and and hit on you because we're mad and we don't like you. It's because we, we love you and we know there's more in you than you're letting on. There might be more in you than you even know. But as pastors, it's our job to see that. And so God's challenging every one of us because he has major responsibilities set aside for you. There's something that God has for you that no one else is created to do. That's right. I believe that's right. There's a territory that's for you. Paul talked about his region in the Hebrew in the Greek, his Metron that there was a region that was assigned to Paul that he, he wasn't going to go beyond his region. He wasn't going wasn't going to go into another man's work. Oh, carabasita. Oh my, my. there's a work. That's your work. That's my work. It's a sign to you. It's your work. And you're cut out for it. Mm. It's cut out for you. And God's going to supply every tool, every resource, everything you need Mm -hmm. to manage what God gives you. Now, let me give you a prime example. Adam. When God created Adam, put him on this planet, told him, Adam, you're in this garden, dress it and keep it. And God didn't put tool the first in his hand, but he put tool the first in his in mouth. His mouth my God. <laughs> the first and the only tool he'd ever need was in his mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. That word power in the Hebrew also translates to hand, H A N D power and hand are the same Hebrew word so life and death are in the hand of the tongue so oh my god so adam was had enough to manage this whole earth in his mouth That's why God told us this is the year of the open mouth, not 2020. He started back in this uh, last Hebrew calendar year that will end here in September that that this is the year and it doesn't stop here in September. It's the year of the open mouth and he told us he said from Psalm 81 10 in the passion translation. He said open your mouth with a mighty decree and I will fulfill it. Now you see the words that you speak the words that you speak so shall it be. So there's enough tools in your mouth to change your life and the region God has assigned you to, to do the work God has given you. What has to happen though, is we've got to get a bigger idea of who we are in the Lord. That you and I are not mere men or mere women. We're not common folk. Right. Mm-hmm. We are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a peculiar people that we should show forth the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. You and I have something to show, we're supposed to be putting on a show. See the devil's put on a show right now But we're going to put on the last The big show the big hurrah we're going to shut His show down yep. Because we're supposed to be putting On a show but we've got to know who We are are you tracking me Tonight Yes, sir. all right Now so In Psalm 8 let me get to this because I, I Know y'all are not going to stay with me all night I don't think Well you could because you're probably In your pajamas Well let's check it out In Psalm number 8 Psalm number eight. Now, I hope what you're doing, you're also sharing this with somebody. Matter of fact, take a moment. If you're online, if you're watching by YouTube, there's a little share button on under the screen. There's a little arrow or if you're watching on your mobile device in the top uh, right corner, usually there's a little arrow. You can share this. Share this with everybody on your social media. Share this with everybody in your in your uh, Fave five. They saw Fave five. I don't know. Share this with everybody in your contacts. <laughs> Share it, on, share it on your work group me. Share with everybody you can. Let them know, hey, pass us on. You need this word, child. Okay? Now, so Psalm number 8. It says here, verse 3, when I consider the heavens, your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, the moon and the stars, the moon and the stars. Oh, man. People are so in more. People study the stars. People, there are people that are stargazers. Astron- astronomy, we know it, to study the heavens. But astrologers, they study this like, oh. Mm-hmm. And they're moved by the stars. People, You know there are people who pay money to have stars named after them? <laughs> now, if that ain't a racket, I don't know what is. You get a star named after you if you pay a certain amount of money. Well, who owns the star? Who are you paying? Uh, something stupid about that, isn't it? I don't know. That's just me thinking. But he said, when I consider, consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained or ordered, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him. So notice again, we're 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 being mankind is being compared to the stars and the moon. Not when I consider the gorillas, the monkeys and the apes. Like they want to say we evolved from that stuff. Are you are you nuts? No. When I consider this, the moon and the stars, the heavens, what is man that you're mindful of him? <laughs> We're not being compared to the fish and the dogs and rodents. When I consider the, the heavens and the work of your hands, the moon and the stars, when I look at that and then I look at this man, what is this man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. Now, I want you to turn your Bibles to the book of Zechariah. That's Old Testament still, so don't go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Zechariah, okay? It's near the end of the book. All right? If you go to the end of the uh, the Old Testament, Malachi, then go back one book to the book of Zechariah, chapter 12. Zechariah 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did y'all say hallelujah at home? All right. Zechariah 12. Look at what it says in verse 1. The burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. What? Notice what Zechariah is talking about here. He says, here's what God is saying. The God who, notice this this trilogy right here. He stretches out the heavens. Now, see the heavens? When you look up, when you get offline tonight, go outside before you go to bed. Look up. Look at the heavens. See how they're stretched out. Stretches out the heavens. Science tells us, and they're correct on this, that the heavens are still being expanded. Because God, when he said in the beginning, let there be light, he never turned the switch off. So the heavens are still expanding. So the heavens are still stretching. And it's it's it baffles science. And he says here, This God stretches out the heavens. Then it says, lays the foundation of the earth. Have you ever wondered about the deep in the earth, the oceans? The foundations that they're still finding gold and silver, all sorts of ore, copper. They're finding diamonds and rubies and emeralds. All the foundations of the earth, all the lime, all the things that are down there in the earth. And we get so amazed by that. It's just so awesome. I mean, it's beautiful. It is magnificent. It is. Oh, but notice the third part of this trilogy. He said he stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth and forms the spirit of of man within him. <laughs> so as much as people are in all of the heavens and in all of the earth as now watch this as far stretched as the heavens are. Catch this. Not just the beauty of the heavens as stretched as they are. As the foundations of the earth, how deep and vast and expansive as the foundations of the earth are. We've not, we've never gone to the center of the earth. I mean, we we get, I mean, I remember as kids, we we try to dig to China. (laughs) We never made it. I remember so many times getting my dad's water hose stuck in the ground because we were we stick a water hose in the dirt and the water hose would kind of push the dirt out. And we try to every time it push out, we push that water hose in more, push it in more. We gonna make us a big hole. And all of a sudden, that that dirt would just collapse around that water that water hose, and uh oh, the water hose stuck. And boy, you got a whooping for that. I know y'all parents don't whoop anymore, but we got whoopings for that. Just ruin the water hose. But uh, you never you can't get there. I want you to see how big the heavens are and I want you to see how deep the foundations of the earth are because the third part of this trilogy is he forms the spirit of man and there it is in the same sentence there it is in the same prophetic thought that the heavens And the earth and all their foundations and the spirit of man are all on equal par, on equal footing. In other words, as expansive as the heavens are, as deep (laughs) as the earth is, that's how expansive and how deep your spirit is. I need you to see this. I need you to get past your hair. I need you to get past your lips. Every, all the kids I see everybody women take these pictures off. Why is every picture like mm, I don't understand that and then don't let me see a guy like that. My goodness. Anyway, what is that? You got to get past your hair Now, thank God for beautiful hair and you do your hair and all your makeup and your nails and all that stuff and you take care of your body and your fit and your trim. But I need you to see past that. I need you to see past whatever gender you are as a limitation. Now, don't change your gender. People try that. You are still whatever God made you to be. You can have all kinds of surgery and take all kinds of pills, but you are still whatever God made you to be. Come on. People change all that because they've not tapped into the real person. They are notice. It says here, thus I'm in Ze- Zechariah 12 verse one. Thus says the Lord who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth and forms the spirit of a man within him. Notice it didn't say forms the man. Now we know God formed the man, Adam. God took the dust of the ground, formed Adam from the dust of the ground, but then Adam wasn't a living person yet. It said God breathed into that form, into Adam, and then man became a living soul or a life-giving spirit Hmm. or a speaking spirit rather. So here it is, Adam, he's formed in that body, Mm -hmm. but he's nothing until God breathes in him until the pneuma of God, that breath in the New Testament is in him and now he becomes a living being that's right. a soul. So what this this physical housing? Is not where it is, man? That's not that's not that's not where it is. It's what's in you that ooh, rah, bah, bah, what Peter calls the hidden man of the heart. That's it. That inner man, my God. We need some interior decoration. Woo! Thank God for all the exterior decoration, but we need some interior renovations because you need to know who you are on the inside. And no matter what man has said about you, no matter what your mama said about you, no matter what your crazy drunk auntie said about you at the last family reunion that you attended when you were 12 years old, doesn't matter what that is. All that matters is you are a spirit being formed by God all part and greater than the heavens, the foundation of the earth, you are a spirit formed by God placed within your body. Mm. Now you got to get this, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. because the heavens, oh my Jesus, are still expanding. The earth, we've not gotten to its core. No. So you've not gotten to the bottom of who you are. Oh my God. And you've not reached your capacity of where you're going. On, and that's why when pastor comes along and says something like large money, large territory, large work, major responsibility, uh, you kind of shrink back. I don't know about that because you you're looking at what how much education you have or how much I don't have that much time or you know I don't have that much experience or expertise or I don't know this or I don't know that or well I'm too old I already hit 60 years old and whatever whatever and you know I'm ready to retire and kick back and travel the world and I got bump that Adam Adam could have traveled the world in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Adam could have traveled his whole planet in a heartbeat. He was divine. When God, (laughs) God at one time had, had Elijah catch up with Ahab's chariot. Elijah on foot. Ahab in a chariot. Elijah hawked him down. Y'all know what hawking down means? Y'all know what hawking down means. Hawk down means somebody, <laughs> you running and you're trying to get away and somebody overtake you. They hawked you down. And Elijah hawked down Ahab. New Testament. Here's Philip. He's been preaching in Samaria. Acts chapter 8 and all of a sudden there's this this Ethiopian eunuch who's riding in this chariot in a chariot, the best chariots available just like King Ahab had the best chariots on this planet and here is this Ethiopian eunuch and the Lord tells him, hey go overtake that chariot do what? Go hawk that chariot down (laughs) and Philip did it He hawked down that chariot and then to boot, then to boot. boot. That means you add on this. this After he ministered to that eunuch, got him saved, got him baptized. He probably got him filled with the Holy Ghost. Then the Bible says all of a sudden, Philip disappeared. Well, I'm going to say disappeared. He ends up in a place called Azotus. In other words, one moment, He's by this river. The next moment he's at Azotus. He's operating in a divine transformation. And so I'm telling you, when the Bible says in Zechariah 12, 1, that God stretches out the heavens, he's showing you how big you can be. Oh, my goodness. When he says... He lays the foundation of the earth. He's shown you how deep and how vast he made you. Because he says in the very next part of this same verse, he forms the spirit of man within him. Just like he stretched the heavens, just like he laid the foundation of the earth, He's formed your spirit within you. Your spirit, listen to me, listen to me. Sit up on the edge of your seat if you have to at home. Listen to me. Put down the chicken wing. Listen. Your spirit has unlimited capacity potential. My God. My God. Your spirit has unlimited capacity potential. That means once you and I. become spirit what do you mean pastor once we stop living by this flesh Come on, sir. Woo. your Bible tells you walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. like here's an example now don't 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 get out of shape about this your flesh lusts sleep yes it You can walk in the spirit and you can operate without natural sleep. Sir, possible. I've, been I've done it. Yeah. Some of y'all done it when you had to do it and didn't want to do it. You did it. People are able to sleep. But I I'd have to do it all the time. Time you man, times you I've been in meetings and you have been in a meeting all morning and meeting. I'm talking about church meetings. And now you got to be in it all night. And I see some of y'all dozing off. Well, Pastor, you're preaching. I'm not talking about when I'm preaching. I'm talking about when I'm sitting there and I gotta receive the word. And your body lusts sleep. Your flesh lusts sleep. But if you walk in the spirit, that means let your spirit be in control. Your spirit connected to the spirit of God, you won't fulfill it. How you stay awake? Walk in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Your spirit has unlimited capacity, potential, potential. You've got to tap into it by disconnecting from this flesh man control to letting your spirit man be in control, which is controlled by the spirit of the living God. Mm -hmm. So you are. Oh, my. I heard that. You are a copy of God. Come on. Mm-hmm. I'm let you soak. You might, yeah, I got might that that drink, that. let me let me drink something on that. Yeah. I just heard that. Yeah, I heard that in my spirit. Doesn't your Bible say in Genesis 1:26 that God said, Let us make man in our own image and our own likeness? Mm-hmm. Then when God Bre- uh, Made man in Genesis 2 starting at verse 7 doesn't it say that God breathed into him well when God breathed what you think God breathed himself he breathed himself man of God. Um, flow, man of God. he breathed himself the Bible talks about in the Colossians Christ in us the hope of glory oh, Christ Lord. is in you the hope of glory the anointed one is in you and he's in you now What you and I have to do is disembark, disconnect from this flesh-driven, soul-driven way of operating. Oh, my God, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the knowing of your mind so you can prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You can prove God's will. And it's good. It's acceptable and it's perfect all at the same time. It's not a choice of good or acceptable or perfect. Bump that teaching. Get that teaching out of your mind. It's not good or acceptable or perfect. It's good and acceptable and perfect. Well, how do I do that? I got to find out who I am. What is man? What is man? That you would stretch the heavens by the spirit lay the foundation of the earth by the spirit and then form the spirit of man by the same spirit wow, mm-hmm. wow. oh wow. this is heavy for a wednesday isn't it it's a big wind yeah. oh. strong meat sir <clears throat> now you all got a few more minutes this is heavy I mean this is this heavier than I thought when I came to teach this tonight I'm glad I came tonight I'm I'm glad glad I came to church tonight aren't you glad you came to church church tonight (laughs) somebody has said just type it in there I'm glad I came to church tonight pastor let me know (laughs) praise God do you realize who you are do you realize you are a carbon copy of God himself Do you realize you are the seed? You are made. The Bible says in Acts 17, we are his offspring. Mm -hmm. We are his offspring. Mm. Okay. Wow. So we look like him. We have an unlimited capacity potential. That's what man. Now, hey, fish don't have that. No. No. Birds don't have that beetles. They don't have that mangoes. Don't have that. No. <laughs> Demons don't have that. Angels don't have that. Do you know angels were not made in God's image? You know, and this says in oh, back in Psalm eight, you've made them a little lower than the angels in the Hebrew. That's the word Elohim. God himself the only time man fell to Lord and the angels was when Adam got into sin and his spirit died Mm -hmm. he died spiritually that's the first consequence of Adam's sin was spiritual death death. Mm -hmm. what else came along with that was poverty and then sickness coronavirus that's a part of the curse It's, it's a result of Adam's sin But the last Adam came along and he corrected spiritual death. So now we can have spiritual life. He corrected that poverty. He became poor so we could become rich. He corrected that sickness and disease. He took all that upon himself by his stripes. We are healed. He took the curse. So we're blessed with the blessing of Abraham. So now we're back to the pre curse, pre sin, pre fall capacity potential. My goodness. So I hope you got that tonight because I want to, I want to, before I close, I want to deal with one little area here tonight. Well, that's probably, probably about all you can handle. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. So don't forget Zechariah 12:1. When you look at the heavens tonight and you go outside just wait till it's dark go outside and just look just gaze and look out there wow look in the oceans look in the deep go online if somebody people have explored check it out and then by the spirit look in yourself God you made me you form my spirit within me wow with the vastness of the heavens and the depth of the earth. You ought to just say, I'm deep. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now in Psalm 8, he said, what is man that you're mindful of him or the son of man that you visit him? Now, Turn over in your Bibles. Go back towards the front of the book. We were in Psalms earlier. Go back one book prior to that and look at Job 7. We saw Job 7 on Sunday. I want to read it again. Job 7, because I'll, I'll let that segue me into what we'll close with tonight. Job 7 and verse 17 and verse 18. Are you there? Yes, sir. All right, says this. What is man... That you should exalt him. That you should what? Exalt him. Exalt him. God wants to exalt you. (laughs) Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. Can I tell you what's happening right now in the world for the body of Christ? God is ready to exalt the body of Christ. My God, yes. It's due time. It's due time. It's due time. It's due time. And the devil, he got a sense of it. He knows, yes. so he's trying to get you and me mm-hmm. off base. But I'm not gonna let it happen. I won't let it happen. He, he almost got me. Oh, okay. um, I'm telling you, he when all this stuff happened, all this, all the, all the protests and all the things that happened after after George Floyd. I mean, I'm telling you, he almost had me. Yes, he almost had me. But the Holy Ghost help me. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes on the prize, son. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because Woo! God is ready to exalt us. Humble yourselves. That's what it says in Peter. Humble yourselves in the mighty hand of God, and I will exalt you in due time. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, this is good to me. I'm going to sow a seed in, my, in myself. Yes, sir. What is man that you should exalt him? That you should set your heart on him. God didn't set his heart on anything else, no other part of his creation. But he set his heart on us. Now, watch this, verse 18. That you should visit him every morning. Every morning. Now, that word visit, if you have a good Bible like mine, paper Bible, There's a little number or a little mark for me in my Bible, my particular edition, over that word visit. And down here, it says in my my margin, attend to. It says in y'all's Bibles too? Praise God. They have good Bibles. Paper paper, Paper Bibles. That you should attend to. to. So what is man that you should exalt him, set your heart on him, that you should attend to him every morning. God is attending to you. God is paying attention to you. He has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten your name. You are not off God's radar. If you should go into the highest heavens, you couldn't get away from him. If you should go into the deepest depths, you couldn't get away from him. If you should go into Timbuktu and hide down in a cave somewhere, you couldn't escape God's presence. Whither shall I go from his presence? You can't you can't get away from, his God's, from God's presence. Furthermore, he is attending to you. He is attending to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can everybody see me? Yeah. He's attending to you. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> He's paying attention to me. You ever heard somebody say I ain't paying you no attention? I ain't paying you no mind. No, God is attending to us. He's paying attention to us. Man. Every morning, he visits us and tests us every moment. Now, I want to deal with something here tonight before we close in this area of his visitation. In fact, we were in last year, Apostle Derber came, 2019, the Lord had declared that as the year of visitation. You remember that? And so uh, here we are, God's visiting, but it says here, he visits every morning. So not only is there a big visitation, but there is a visit every morning that he wants to uh, have with us. And here's why. why. Why do you visit people? Mainly two reasons, because either they're your family or they're your friends. Am I right? You like to visit your family and your friends. Got it? So God visits his family and his friends. Let that sink in. God visits his family and friends every morning. We are the family of God. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. We are his offspring, Acts 17 And right about verse 26, 25, 26, we're his offspring. Glory to God. So here we are. God is visiting because he likes to hang out with his family and his friends. Everybody say, I'm his family. I'm his family. The Bible says in uh, Romans chapter 8, right around verse 17, I'm guessing, but I'm I'm thinking we're right in, in the right neighborhood. If I'm not at the right house, I'm in the right neighborhood where it says that we are uh, children of God. And since we're children of God, where is of God? Yeah, that is verse uh, 17 it says. And if well, I started verse 16, Romans 8, verse 16 and 17, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. See how the spirit works. Spirit deals with spirit yes. that we are the children of God and if children then heirs i love that part right there i'm his child and i'm his heir and heirs of god and joint heirs with christ yes. can, I, can i can i just go sideways right, right a minute okay. you remember the story in luke 15 about this kid we call the prodigal son mm-hmm. he went to his father and said father give me my portion give me my inheritance he was an heir He asked for his inheritance, his father's portion or his father, what his father set aside for him. He took it. And the Bible says he went out and wasted his substance on riotous living. He, he wasted his inheritance. You know, when he wasted it, everything went south, drought, famine, whatever happened, economy, depression. And he ended up long story short, going back home to his father asking to be a servant. His father said, no, 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 no. Before you even even bring up that servant part, you're my son. You know, you know what his father did? His father didn't say, well, you wasted every all inheritance already. You got to go out there and work in the field for work from now. on.' No, he brought him back in as a son, gave him a, a robe, gave him a ring, put shoes on his feet, killed the fatted calf, had a party for him. You know, that son lived on his father's money the rest of his life. And when his father's father died, he got more inheritance. Y'all missed that. So no matter how you may have come into the body of Christ and messed up, if you have enough sense, the Bible says when that young man came to himself, he returned to his father. If you have enough sense, you, if you have another great awakening and you wake up and go back home, I'm going back to my father's house. I'm going back to where, where daddy will take care of me. I'm going back to serve the living God. I'm going back as a, as, and he, you might want to be a servant, but he's not going to let you be a servant. He's going to make sure you come back as a son. When you do that, it's not going to matter how much you squander. He's say, all right, I got you. And you can live for the rest of your life off the father's provision. That's just how good, God is. That's how good God is. That's how much he loves you. Look at this. So he says here that the spirit bears with us with our spirit, that we are the children of God and of children. I'm in Romans 8, 17, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So we are joint heirs with Christ, children of God. So I told you, God visits just like you visit. God visits family and friends. Woo! So we're the family of God. I'm in the family. So He wants to visit with you all the time. How you doing? Glory to God. Just how you you doing good this morning? You need anything? Everything good? How, how's how's your babies? You know how it is when you visit your family. How's everything going, sweetie? Praise the Lord. So God visits to see how you're doing. He visits. And he's there if anybody wants to come against you. Family is right there. God's right there. He visits family because he loves you. God visited with Adam. You know, Adam is called the son of God. You know that? When you read the genealogy of Jesus Christ and it calls, you know, talks about Jesus being the son of Joseph as well, supposed the son of Joseph. And it goes all the way back to the son of David then it goes back to the son of Abraham then it goes back to to Adam and it calls Adam the son of God Adam wasn't just a created being God breathed himself into him he was made from God's DNA Adam is the son was the son of God so God would visit him every day the son of God because God visits family just like you visit your family I need you to understand. You're the, you're in the family of God. You're in God's family. Yeah. He loves you. He loves you. Oh, sometimes family gets stupid. Yeah, that's okay. Sometimes family would get downright ignorant. But they're still family. They're still family. Sometimes you and I may disappoint the Lord. We may, at even times, make him angry. But we're still family. He still loves you. He still loves you. He's still there for you. He's still gonna take care of you. Anytime you need him, you can call him because he's family. That's what a good father is. As a father pities his children is what Psalm 103 talks about that list of benefits for us. As a father pities his children, so our father God pities us. In fact, it says in Psalm 103, he does not treat us As our sins deserve. That's a good father. But not only is our father, he visits us as as family, but he visits us as friends. Now I just want to give you a couple scriptures here that you can take and chew on so you understand about this friendship. In James 2.23, in James 2.23, the Bible talks about Abraham. Hallelujah. Hope you're okay out there. James 2.23. It says, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God and it was or his belief was or his faith was accounted to him for righteousness. Next sentence. And he was called the friend of God. He was called what? The friend of God. 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 Well, that's that's awesome. That's that's really good. He was called the friend of God. Now. Notice what brought him righteousness. It was believing. Right. His faith brought him into right standing with God. Righteousness is revealed from faith to faith, right? Romans 1 So faith brought him into right standing with God. That right standing now allowed him to be a friend of God. Hmm. Your righteousness makes you a friend of God. Are you hearing this? Righteousness is not is not your clergy collar. Righteousness is not your long long skirt. That's not righteousness. Righteousness is your right standing with God. Right living follows that. But righteousness is right standing with God. Second Corinthians 521 says Jesus Christ who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, that's wonderful because of that righteousness. We are also called friends of God. Now, I have friends on this planet, not many, not many. I'll admit I have a lot of friends and that's okay because as you go in faith and as you serve God, as you the higher you go into things of God, your, your circle gets tighter and tighter and tighter. That's okay. I'm fine with that because I, I have a friend that sticks closer than any brother. That's God himself. Now as a friend, he's close to me. We used to sing a, sing a song back in the old days. He walks with me and he talks with me. Say it. And he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we we tarry there, none other shall ever know. know. Has ever known? known. Kim, you's out. That's my wife. She chiming in. Has ever known? So he's a friend of ours. We're his friend. How many of you ever heard anybody say, "Hey, our friends in high places, you can't get no higher." than the highest heaven Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can't get a better friend a higher friend a closer friend than god himself and the bible says abraham believed god that's faith and it was accounted to him for righteousness it was imputed it was righteousness was put on his account and then he was called the friend of god you got it now let me read exodus 33 verse 11 old testament second book of the bible exodus 33 verse 11 Remember this guy named Moses. I'm going in chronological order here. Exodus 33, verse 11. Moses, a prophet, a man of God, walked with God, leading his people. And he walked very closely. The Bible says Abraham, I'm sorry, Moses rather, was faithful in all his house. Your faith does something. Okay? Verse 11 of, of Exodus 33. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. My God. Friends speak face to face. Friends don't just text each other. Oh, I'm, I'm messing God. with all y'all electronic That's Christians fair, out here. Friends don't just hit each other up on social media. No, That's not friends. People say how many how many friends you got on? What's that Facebook? How many friends you got on Facebook? None. They not They're not your friends. You don't have friends on Facebook. You have contacts. They're not friends. No, friends speak face to face. Friends speak face to face. When God spoke to Moses face to face, he challenged Moses. (laughs) He corrected Moses. And he also encouraged Moses. He showed Moses. Moses said, Lord, let me see your glory. This is this, this, that same chapter, Exodus 33, where Moses said, Lord, I want to see your glory. This is the same chapter, Exodus 33. And he's, and God said, let you see my glory. He said, well, you can't handle all of that, but you stand up on this rock here, this cliff, of this rock, and I'm going to hide. He said, I'm going to show you my hinder parts. My hinder parts, I'm going to show you my backside. Only friends will show you other their backside. <laughs> I cracked myself up. You don't have friends on Facebook. Oh my, you, just messing with stuff. you don't. They're not your friends. Mm-mm. Fans. What's that one that people have fans on? They it, just isn't that one? <laughs> fans. Whenever some people have fans or followers and all that stuff. Insta- okay, they have followers on Instagram. People. Have, I, some people have fans on. Yes. Yeah, maybe that's for older folk. Maybe that was like Black Planet. But they're not your fans. God is your fan. You have fans in heaven. Yeah, you do. Hebrews 12 1. You're surrounded by such a greater cloud of witnesses. Those fans in heaven are cheering you on. Your fans in the body of Christ. Your fans who are on your flight teams. Your fans who are all around you who are encouraging you. That's what we come kind of to do As Hebrews 10 tells us to do that. That's why we got to come together. That's why we can't close the church down for some extended period of time no, till the next, to the next year because your fans get to come together and say, you can make it, you can do this, you can do what God calls you to do. You can be what God calls you to be. You can have everything God says. You can overcome this. You can beat this trial. You can make it, my sister. You can make it, my brother. That's a fan. That's a fan. That's a fan. Mm-hmm. God talked to Moses face-to-face as a man talks to his friend. This is how God wants to interact with you. Now Moses wasn't even born again. Neither was Abraham. But God talked to them on that level. They were friends, but they weren't family. (laughs) See, you and I are friends and family. Now let's go one more place one more place New Testament John 15 Matthew Mark Luke John John 15 hallelujah don't forget our prayer line now seven two seven eight nine three eight 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 seven two seven eight nine three eight 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 some of y'all who logged in late make sure you check in there's a link in our group meeting. make sure you check in let us know you're watching let us know who all's watching and don't forget to give your offering, and your tithes. Don't 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 let skipping church let you cut off your blessings. I'm in church. I'm not <laughs> church. John 15, verse uh, 13 through 16. This is Jesus talking. This is words in red. See in my Bible, words in, in red right here. Okay, it's a pretty Bible. Still smell good. John 15, verse 13. Greater love has no man than this than to lay down one's life for his Facebook friends. <laughs> ain't nobody on Facebook laying their life down for you. Don't get caught and bit out of shape about all your friends on Facebook. That ain't what friends are. That's not, that's not, that's not it. No, no. It's, 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 it's a friend will lay down his life for you. There's people you trying to impress. They're not going to lay down their lives, their lives for you. Jesus did. He says greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Now watch verse 14. Y'all there? John 15 verse 14. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. You want to be friends with Jesus? Do what he tells you to do. And his commandments, the Bible says, are not burdensome. They're not grievous. In other words, any command God gives you, Jesus gives you, is for your good. It's going to be a blessing to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep his commands. He's going to bless you. That's right. If you you be willing and Obedient. obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So anything he tells you is for your good. You're going to get blessed by it. So it says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Now watch verse 15. No longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father. I have made known to you. You see that friends get let in on secrets. All that my father has made known to me. I have made known to you friends. You're not a friend. He doesn't let you know, let you in on any secrets. The Bible says the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Psalm 25. So you want to have, know the secrets. You want to know the wisdom of God, the secrets of God. You got to be a friend. Mm-hmm. I know some of y'all who you're on Facebook. I'm not on that. But you're on Facebook. You put all your business out there. Oh God, you, you give TMI. You. TMI put that in in, in your in the chat TMI too much information. Everybody doesn't need to know everything about your life. Nobody really cares that much. You got it. But there are some things that you share with intimate friends that you don't share with anybody else. And Jesus Christ is that intimate friend. We're his intimate friends and he wants to share things with us. He said, I don't call you. I'm going to read it again. One last time. Verse 15 of John 15. No longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends for all things that I heard from my father. Have I made known to you? Now, I want to give you one, a a definition here. We're not at the church, so I can't put put it on the screen for you. But if you have uh, some sort of Greek Hebrew uh, concordance. You can look this up for yourself. That word friends, that word friend is Strong's number G5384. They'll put it in the, in the chat. Strong's G5384. It's the Greek word philos or philos. P-H-I-L-O-S That's Strong's G 5384. It's the word friend. Philos like Philadelphia. Listen to what it means. A friend an associate a companion. So some of y'all are gonna be real good and get on the computer and look it up on in the Bible Gateway and just pop it in the chat. I know y'all are technology and listen to me. It means a friend. This is what Jesus called us a friend an associate a companion. Yeah. We're companions with Jesus. Now watch this. That means some of y'all listen. Some of y'all tomorrow. I'm lonely. Why? Why are you lonely? You got a friend in Jesus. I got a friend in Jesus. He's a companion. He'll go out to eat with you. Yes, he will. <laughs> I'm messing with y'all. It's it's fine to go out to eat with people. It's it's it's, it's great to gather with people. I'm not. I'm not, I'm just messing around. But you don't have to be lonely. No. Because you have a friend. And I'm going to keep going with this next week because I need you to see this because I'm building up to something here. Listen to this, a friend and associate companion. Now watch this. Listen, this is big. This is big. Watch this, Kim. One of the bridegroom's friends who on his behalf asked the hand of the bride. What? It says one of the bridegroom's friends who, on his behalf, on behalf of the bridegroom, asks or asked for the hand of the bride? I remember back when I was a young guy, young girl, teenager, and you know you want to step to a girl. Listen, this is Jonathan, this is don't try to When you want to step to a girl, and you what you do is you have your friend go talk to her for you. Hey, listen, um, hey, my my friend over there. He, he likes. He kind of shy, but uh, he liked to take you out. What you think? You think he's all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you 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 hook him up. This is what it said. what that a friend does. A friend asks for the bride's hand on the bridegroom's behalf. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what's called evangelism. This is evangelism. Our job, this is why I'm trying to get you to see what's so big in these last days. What is man? Part of our job is to go to ask for the hand of the bride for Jesus. Every time you and I witness to somebody, every time we evangelize, every time we share the gospel, every time we win somebody, Jesus Christ, we're asking for the hand, not for us, not for us. but for the bridegroom. Jesus. Jesus said, I call you not servants. Well, what you're doing? I'm going out serving evangelism. I understand what you're trying to say. It's friend evangelism. God as my friends and ask people, will they marry me? <laughs> he says, friend of the, of the bridegroom. Now, let me read the last part of this definition here. It says, and rendered him. Now, once you've asked for the bride and she's agreed, and rendered him or to the bridegroom various services in closing the marriage. In other words, when, when you have a, your best man for your wedding, he plans, you know, bachelor celebrations, but he also helps set up everything to make sure the wedding goes off fine. That's what he's supposed to do. So this is what discipleship is. So through evangelism, I've asked for her hand for my friend, but through discipleship, I help close the marriage. I help build her up. I help I help that new convert get really get to know who, who, who now they serve who, who now they're, they're uh, in a relationship with. So we don't just leave them. No, we help prepare. So we're helping prepare for the big feast. It says and the last thing is and celebrating the nuptials. So we help the bridegroom and the bride celebrate the nuptials. That's why we have a good time in church. That's why we have a good time celebrating. We're looking forward to that one day that the Bible talks about in the book of of uh, of of uh, revelation. I believe it talks about that marriage supper of the lamb. That's going to happen one day and we're getting ready for that. In John 329, when the people were asking John the Baptist, who are you? He said, "I'm not the groom, I'm not the bridegroom, I'm the friend." This is what he said. His exact words in John three twenty nine: "I am the friend of the bridegroom. I'm the friend of the bridegroom." What is man? We're friends of God. The friends of God. We have a friend in a high place. And. He has, God has friends, you and me, in high places. What do you mean, Pastor? The Bible says that God has made us, he's raised us up together with Christ and made us to set together in him in heavenly or in high places. So we are friends in high places. Mm -hmm. With God, who's in the most high place. What is man, that you're mindful of him, and the Son of Man, that you visit him? Oh, I can tell you what man is. We're friends of God. We're in the family of God. Yes, we are. Oh my goodness. Well, if you're sitting right there in your room with somebody, ask them, "Do "Do you know who you are? Do you know?" who you are to Jesus Christ. You're a friend of God. You're a friend of Jesus. And he as a friend as a companion. I'll get with more on this as we go in this weekend next week. Showing you. We're going to work together with him. In these last days. And we're going to work for him in eternity. That's right. Ruling this universe. What is man? Well, you something big. Something big is coming. Well, I hope you enjoy that tonight. It's it's uh almost nine o'clock, we're out of time. And uh I'm hungry. Hey, so it's sorry, I'm ready to eat. Sorry, sir. I was I was overwhelmed earlier today. Yeah. You won, sir. And I've won. You won. The the devil put one over on me today. Not in my health. I'm I'm totally healthy, holding strong. Not a symptom. My temperature is running like 96.2, <laughs> nothing. I need, I need, I need some sun. I need some, some soup or something, I'm <laughs> but I'm mad because the devil is attacking my family. I'm not talking about my natural family here. That's in the house with me. I'm talking about my spiritual family. You all, my sons, my daughters in the spirit and I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'm not going to let the devil win. He's going to pay. Uh-huh. He's going to pay dearly. We're going to win souls. We're going to heal the sick. We're going to cast out devils. We're going to raise the dead. We're going to make him pay. He's trying to embarrass us. But the scripture says, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul? Don't let my enemies triumph over me. That's right. Don't let me be ashamed. That's what the Bible says. So God's not going to let us be ashamed. He's not going to let the enemy triumph over us. But he's going to rise with healing in his wings and he's going to bless gonna, his people. I'm his daughter, I'm his Listen, before I go, just want to remind you of our prayer line. 727 8, Our prayer counselors are standing by up until midnight tonight. Don't sit there like, well, I, I got this on my own. Call them. Yeah. Let somebody lock their faith with yours. Your family's going through something. You're going through something. Don't do it by yourself. Let these people pray for you. Yes. Prayer at exceedinggrace.cc. If you want to email it, doesn't matter where, anywhere where you are in this country watching, they'll pray for you. Don't forget to give. Listen, is it concerns this coming Sunday? We'll give you direction on how we're going to do that. We're, we're juggling some things, waiting on God to give us the exact wisdom on how to do it, but we're not going to be out for an extended period of time. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you. God will give us a creative way to meet together. Make sure we're all safe and all protected and so forth. I already said if I gotta make y'all wear masks, I'll make y'all wear masks, whatever it takes, because I'm not gonna go a long time without seeing your faces. You can see me, but I can't see you. I don't like that. I love you. I love you. It it, it hurt my heart when I had to cancel service tonight. It hurt me to my heart. Because I love you. And I want to see your faces. Okay? So. Keep praying for us. We're gonna keep praying for you. And uh we'll uh check you out next time. You'll you'll get alert, stay, stay in touch with what's going on, and um uh, share the love of God with people everywhere you go. Okay? Let's help the bridegroom build up his bride in the name of Jesus. I think that's it. Any announcements? All hearts and minds are clear. That's what you used to say the old church. All hearts and minds are clear. Everybody, stand to your feet. We're gonna get a benediction. No, I'm just kidding. Y'all, understand? Let me just pray over you. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for each person who's been a part of this uh, worship experience tonight. This time in the Word, I pray that the Word penetrates, has penetrated, and continues to penetrate deep into the soul of our hearts. You said your Word will not return to you void, but it will accomplish that which you please. And it will prosper in the thing to which you sent it. So Father, let the word produce in us what you sent it to produce. Let us know and realize who we are. Finally, I take authority before I close on all every, over all sickness, over all disease. Your word says, Father, Jesus healed them all. Your word says that we should bless you with all of our souls and forget not any one of all of our benefits. You forgive all of our iniquities and you heal all of our diseases. You said you are the Lord who heals us and you'll take away from us all sickness and put on us none of the diseases that are on Egypt. Thank you, Father, that your people walk in victory. They walk in Overcoming power. Father, you know how much I love them. How much Pastor Kim and I just love every person, Father. How we want what's best for them. And God, we release our faith for total victory in everyone's lives, in everyone's home, in everyone's marriage, in everyone's family, in everyone's business, in everyone's career, that they'll experience shalom peace. Shalom, peace. Nothing missing. Nothing broken and nothing lacking in their lives whatsoever. Lord, so we bless them even from our own house. This blessed house, this blessed house, Lord, we speak that blessing on every house. Let us walk in that fullness of that blessing we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you so much. See you next time. Bye-bye.